0: <laughs>
1: i can try to do the intro huh i can try to do the intro okay hey this is way
0: and this is ariel
1: and this is everybody's, everybody's basic
0: basic <laughs>
1: I'm a culture writer for the Houston Chronicle.
0: And I am an arts manager. And this is a podcast about the intersection of dating, race, and entertainment. hmm <laughs> And we've, I mean, a lot of stuff's been happening. Like, we've been doing our own thing.
1: I just want to welcome everyone <laughs> back to season two. The long-awaited return <laughs> of the critically acclaimed... <laughs>
0: I love how you just Everybody's decided basic. that it was going to be a three season two. Yeah. I love that. We're on break. Way.
1: <laughs> and now we're back. We are back. Hello, 2018. Hello, Valentine's Day. Hello, everything that's going on nowadays. I'm excited. I'm not
0: excited. No, I am excited about Valentine's Day because it's the day where I can buy myself like a slice of cheesecake and just eat it without guilt.
1: Oh, mm, and I look yes. forward to it every year. That sounds so much more romantic than going out to, like, Max Brenner or something and being disappointed in no, what your girlfriend and boyfriend had planned for you.
0: I've had I've had some nice partnered, well, romantic Valentine's dates with other people. Yeah. But, you know, this isn't going to be one of them, and I don't really care.
1: <laughs> so this is a pretty timely podcast. hmm Starting to do these now. It's going to be Valentine's Day. It's going to be a lot of thoughts about romance, but not just romance and coupledom, but also singledom, for all the single people out there. So this is what, this is what we want to talk about today, which is Valentine's Day and all the questions and issues surrounding this holiday that is built around capitalizing romance.
0: Well, because if you look at, I don't know, specifically our generation, and you know, you find that most of us are single. Mm-hmm. We're living alone. We're not really coupling as quickly. We're taking the time to find someone who, um, I don't know, is, that we truly love. And in the interest of that, of course, you know, a lot of people would be single on Valentine's Day. And I feel like that's okay. But of course, the representations that we see in the public space would tell us to be sad or to be lonely Hmm. But I don't know. I don't feel like that's necessary.
1: Hmm. Question. CNN and all the big news outlets have talked about how millennials have ruined, uh, what, Arby's and Uh, Walmart? Is there going to be an article about how millennials are ruining Valentine's Day?
0: There was an article that I think I posted like three years ago. You know how Facebook will show you that you posted something um, about how... Millennials don't really understand how to love. Mm. And it was really thoughtful, and I remember I was like... Totally, so, okay, my first um, thought is
1: like, what the fuck?
0: I know. And I, I think when I posted this article, I was like totally in love with someone, and I was trying to like send an obnoxious like secret message to that person. Aww. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I remember it being a really interesting piece... I wish I could find it. I'm, I feel so ashamed that I brought it up and now I don't even remember.
1: This is the moment where it's like the dinner and party conversation where you're pulling <laughs> out your phone and be like, oh, what is that article? I know. Article. Ariel's like flipping through her I know. iPad right now.
0: Because it just kind of came up, you know, we're free flowing. But it, it was this interesting article about um, how we, do, we as a generation may not understand how to take the necessary romantic risks in order to be in long-term relationships. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I identified with that. It was, I guess at the time, I was having a lot of difficulty being vulnerable. Happy to say that three years from now, I have been an idiot and have been plenty vulnerable since then. So I no longer feel that same lacking.
1: See, that's great. (laughs) That's great. I think, so before we dive into... What is acceptable is being single, being a couple. Like we we have to decide on what mm-hmm. what's the okay mode of romance, right? So be- before we dive in, I think I just want to talk a little bit about coming back to the podcast. We've missed a lot of big events or thoughts or mm-hmm. random questions that both you and I have had, right? And we just want to kind of go through them. Can it kind of can you like fill me in on the past two months, three months? Thoughts, experiences, things that you just like have to talk about on this podcast. Grab bag. Um, grab bag.
0: <laughs> I love how you like threw that out as a flag. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, first of all, I missed you. Oh,
1: I have. I've missed like
0: <gasps> us vibing off of one another, and
1: oh, so yes, I missed you too. <laughs>
0: So and you were talking that.
1: to me, Wei Chen, co-host, not like the readers, I not, was, not the yes, listeners? Yes,
0: I was talking to you, Wei, okay. my co-host. Oh, okay. I did miss you. Okay. Aww. Um. I don't... Just... oh thank you. Oh, oh my gosh. He's, see, now I'm gonna have to... I've been too <laughs> nice, you guys. This is what happens.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my life is complete!
0: <laughs> but, um... I've, people have been really in, well, I've been into, like, the anti-resolution. Because, you know, with the new year, everybody kind of thinks about, oh, what are they going to change? What is the trajectory of this year? And I think, you know, last year we had Trump being elected and kind of been thrown into this weird chaos. Yeah. And so people have been really reticent about trying to define what is going to ultimately characterize this
1: year. I do I still don't understand what is an anti resolution
0: so I guess things
1: I'm not gonna do and accomplish in twenty eighteen
0: so my my idea around it is that when I make a new year's resolution, it becomes a joke like hmm. oh, I'm gonna lose thirty pounds or I'm going to Call my grandma every... And you see, that's terrible. I should definitely call my grandma more often. But you see where I'm getting at. Like, good things that you say that you're going to do, and you never do them. Hmm. And so resolutions become a joke. It's something that we laugh about when July comes around, and we're like, remember what I said I was going to do? <laughs> yeah, that didn't happen. Right. Um, and so for me, I've been not declaring them. But just kind of trying to take on an idea of, hey, I want to be healthier. Like, what, maybe I don't declare okay. this resolution that I work towards or this numerical goal.
1: Keep, keep it abstract enough yeah. So you keep to it not abstract. be able to actually fail. Right. Yeah. So that
0: when I look at the end of the year, I can say, okay, what what was my kind of grand scheme? And did I achieve that? I see. Maybe it's not. Maybe anti-resolution isn't the the word to define it, but it's loosely trying to be a better person for
1: yourself. Oh, cool. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we missed the whole New Year's. Yeah, we did. Because it's February now. I know. There's been a lot of stuff. It's been a lot going on. Super Bowl. A lot of Trump stuff. Pssh, Aziz. You know me and We've you. we decided not to talk about Aziz. We Don't have worry, guys. We decided not to talk about <laughs> You will get no hot takes from Aziz. We might
0: have. I mean, just the by virtue of him being like somebody you adore, and us both loving his creative work, we might have to circle back to that just out of necessity.
1: In some ways, it's the perfect topic for a podcast about the intersection of dating, race, and entertainment.
0: But we, so we decided, I mean, maybe I'm teasing what we will talk about, but we decided that our ideas around it were too problematic to discuss. They're
1: too real for the people to handle. (laughs)
0: Like, we were like, wait a minute, we're not gonna go there.
1: (laughs) Like, you say this as if every single conversation I've had, people, like, didn't kind of say the same thing.
0: That's true, but... it's different to kind of make a public declaration about what you know embraces ideas that aren't i don't know that are problematic right so and that's I don't know we might have to we might have to jump into these waters and drown way, but wow. maybe not today
1: okay well what else is <laughs> what else has been going on with you? What did I miss besides you missing me?
0: oh my God, this is not going to go away. I should have never said it what. What? <laughs> He's, you're going to bring up the fact that I said that I missed you throughout this entire podcast. Oh. It's
1: true. <laughs> um, so, can I tell you one thing? Yes. So, uh, a female person okay. that I was kind of on a date with. Okay. said that I was a solid 7. Oh. <laughs> you're la- You're trying hard not to laugh.
0: Because this shit is, do is I, disrespectful. I, do, I, do I take that as
1: a compliment or an insult?
0: Mm-mm, mm-mm. I think that we should pose that question and say like would you, public if somebody told you that you were a solid 7,
1: how would you feel about that shit? I I feel like for most people 8, 9 and 10 are acceptable numbers. Mm-hmm. 7 is like a very very frustrating number. And six kind of means ugly. Like you can six is not even a number. That's just an insult. So when it comes to acceptable numbers, it's really seven, eight, nine, and 10. And so seven is kind of the lowest acceptable number. So let's, but break you can this still down. say someone who's a seven is cute. So maybe I'm a, <laughs> I've been posing this and, and I, people have been like, no, nah, you're like 7.5 or like, yeah, okay, you know, some people think it's generous. Some people think it's, uh, You know, an underestimation, but I think it's really fascinating. How do you feel about
0: that? How do you feel about it?
1: I felt fine about it. (laughs) I felt fine. (laughs) I'm a, I'm a, I'm a straight dude. I, I got self confidence. I got privilege. Like I'm fine being a solid seven. What, what fascinates me so much is that numbers are very good at kind of describing how we feel about people in terms of attractiveness, except like, it's not really scientific because there is such a huge difference between a 7 and a 6.9. Like what is the difference between a 7 and a 6.9? It is 0.1, but the difference between a 7 and a 7.1, there is no difference between a 7 and a 7.1. But the difference between a 7 and a 6.9 is huge. Oh my gosh. It this is these are the problems where we're trying to be scientific about like oh is army hammer an 8 or a 9 or is he a 10? Perfect 10. And 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 look this is I know it's easy to criticize the crass way to kind of superficially describe how we feel about other people and people we date but I really think every single person thinks about this all the time
0: This is the nerds guide to being a total dick in dating <laughs>
1: <laughs> The statistics the stats of assholery
0: I mean I don't know I'm I I would be offended if a guy told me that I was a solid seven. Because, first of all, we got grades. A seven is a 70, and it's a C. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And first, well, see, she, she, she wouldn't say I was a C. First of I mean?
0: all, I wouldn't... Okay, so set in, set in with the context... Like, if I asked somebody and I was like, Hey, give me a number and tell me on that scale, like what,
1: right. what I
0: am. Then, and she told me I was a seven. I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. Cause mm-hmm. I asked you. I presented you the opportunity to give me that judgment. Right. But if you just arbitrarily come at me and tell me that I'm a C, bitch, who asked you? <laughs> like, nobody asked you. Because the person who I'm with or who I'm kicking it with, I want to believe is fine as fuck. And so maybe I shouldn't be mad because any bitch who would come up to me and tell me that I was a 70 arbitrarily, clearly I wouldn't want to be dating. Mm -hmm. So fuck her. So, okay, fine. That's (laughs) cool. That's fine. I'm sorry I got real sassy in that moment. I'm I'm at peace. I'm omen out, man. I'm totally zen. I...
1: The reason I'm not as upset about this is that she also described herself as a 7. Okay. So we described each other as acceptably attractive people who are... She's she's an intellectual 12. Mm -hmm. So if I'm an intellectual 12 out of 10, if I'm... Oh, you know, my... I'm rolling my eyes
0: at that one, too. (laughs) Who the fuck calls himself... I don't like this girl.
1: You average out the personality, the intelligence, and the superficial looks... And there are other measures, money, etc., cetera, et cetera, education level. Um, I mean, the, the, isn't this how Tinder works? It's it's pretty scientific. Yeah, but... People pretend that dating doesn't start off extremely superficial. It gets deeper the, the more the love grows, and the more you get to know someone, and the more you get to grow and live with someone, and you learn to compromise. Those are not quantifiable numbers, but that initial moment of attraction is able to be studied.
0: I'm I, I'm stuck. I'm I think cuz I'm stuck at the um, presumptuousness of somebody deciding that they were in a place to be able to rate my attractiveness. Like who the fuck are you? Yeah. It's presumptuous, yeah. but I'm not denying that it's superficial. I'm not denying that we do that, that I don't look at a Tinder profile and I'm like, oh, he says that he's the CEO of Bling Bling Entertainment. Mm, That's a no. So. Oh. (laughs) Oh. What I am saying is that if you're going to come out of your space to just make some presumptuous judgment about me, prepare to get the horns.
1: This is the other question I had that came up and I really wanted to ask you which is what deal breakers are petty and what are justified when it comes to Tinder profiles. I know a lot of women who say they will not date a man if his profile picture is holding a fish, Mm -hmm. which sounds very petty, but people think that. Apparently, there are men who hold fish in their profiles, attract a certain type of woman, and don't attract a certain type of woman. So my question is, if... It's a white girl who is dressed in a Native American costume. I've seen this a couple times. It's actually fairly common, uh, especially on Bumble, which is mm-hmm. more white. interesting, More kind of cute white, you know, dressed up in a headdress. Especially, you know, if a uh, girl's into a music festival, they like to, you know, pretend to be Native Americans. Is that a acceptable deal breaker?
0: I mean, this is totally not in my world. I would never... You don't under- see that, yeah any circumstances be I don't I don't know it's a totally different scale to me okay those seeing a woman a white woman dressed as a Native American can is the equivalent of like taking knives against a chalkboard for me and so okay I just cannot even imagine
1: okay <laughs> okay okay sure it's a deal breaker
0: it's a deal breaker I mean, if I'm honest, right now, I haven't even had the energy to think about dating interracially.
1: Like, wow! <laughs>
0: I'm I've o- I've only really been looking at black guys right now.
1: <laughs> Ariel, you say you miss me, but you don't even consider my people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I mean,
1: are you one of the? Women of the world who write off Asian men. No, that's And white not, men, I guess.
0: that's Well, that's not true because some of my first lovers were mm-hmm. um, Southeast Asian. Mm-hmm. But um, I realized that it just takes a lot of energy trying to explain my b- blackness. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm exhausted and I don't have... I barely have enough energy to date, period. It takes effort. It takes consideration. It's anxiety-ridden. Like You have to do all of this self-exploration, and I just don't have the energy to explain to somebody, oh, this is why I'm frustrated in the Trump era. This is why it's important that the Obamas chose these um, African-American artists to be the first to paint a portrait. This is why Black Panther is important. Like, I don't feel like having these conversations. I just want someone to get it right now. I see. So, no. If I saw a white dude in a costume, it wouldn't take me a millisecond to swipe that away.
1: <laughs> There's enough <laughs> beautiful people who fit your category. <laughs> Practically speaking, I mean, we don't have to compromise yeah. certain standards.
0: Yeah. It's it's not a standard. It's just, I want somebody to be here with me in my struggle and to be able to see me in that way right now. Mm. Um, and others, and there are some times where I do have the energy to maybe have that dialogue, and that time is not right now.
1: Yeah. So, and that is okay. I feel,
0: that is okay. I feel hella, what's his name who, um, said that his, his dick was a white supremacist. <laughs> And everybody got mad. What? That was John Mayer. John Mayer said that his dick was a white supremacist and he was only dating white women. I feel really bad, but I'm I'm feeling like my pussy is is a black panther right now.
1: (laughs) Is John Mayer's dick Aziz Azari's dick?
0: (laughs) I think so. I think so.
1: Oh, man. (laughs) So we have more questions. I, I post on Facebook that we're back. And... The crowds went wild. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that we could both laugh about this.
1: There's not even enough likes for there to be a number. It's just names. Oh. So, <clears throat> I have another question. Amanda asks, when is it okay to have a date on Valentine's Day? So we're recording on Monday, so this is in two days. Yes. Doomsday clock. Boom bong,
0: boom boom. Oh my gosh.
1: A first date, a second date, after a few weeks, after it's exclusive, once in a relationship... Never. And what do people really want on Valentine's Day if people want to avoid the flowers slash chocolates? Cliché. Good question, Amanda. Thank you for submitting.
0: I don't know. Um, I feel like that's a lot of thought processing outside of yourself. Like, what do you want? And what do you want to do with this person that you're with on Valentine's Day? If you're with somebody, it's very okay to take... An opportunity to express affection in your own way. I don't think that it necessarily needs to be legitimized by anybody else's ideas. How do you feel? I don't know.
1: It's a it's it's weird G- having H- a date having on a Valentine's first Day? or second or even a third date on Valentine's Day. Yeah, that it is feels awkward. weird. It That's doesn't true. matter what you think. That feeling. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, that feeling won't infiltrate your minds. When you realize that it's Valentine's Day, especially if you're going to go out in a public space and observe other people, I think I think this has happened to me. If you just say, "Hey, let's meet on Wednesday," and you didn't realize it was Valentine's Day, and he or she didn't realize it was Valentine's Day, and it was you like, realized Oops. But if it somehow it was just Wednesday and you call it Wednesday, and if it gets brought brought up and you say, "Oh, it's a little weird, isn't it?" Ha ha! yeah but we don't really care about that if you acknowledge it and shrug it off it won't be that weird otherwise it's going to be the equivalent of the first date being at your parents house or something like that (laughs) it it feels a little bit too soon and feels a little bit inappropriate
0: it depends on the guy for me like there are guys who are like ha 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 i want to be my valentine and it's not about the fact that they've asked me to be their valentine too soon that makes it weird it's the fact that they don't make me feel comfortable mm-hmm. like there are guys who have been spontaneous and have been like kind of open and just we had a natural vibe and a compatibility to where you know if it happened and we spent time together on Valentine's Day it it wasn't weird because I felt safe and I felt comfortable maybe you don't want to spend time with that person on Valentine's Day because you don't really like that person yeah And you don't, or, you know, it's okay to be like, maybe I haven't had the space to get to know this person enough to know whether I like them or not. But I think it's possible to not have a weird um, just-kind-of-met-you Valentine's Day date.
1: Yeah, Valentine's Day is not going to help, though, I don't think.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure from bullshit that really is just bullshit.
1: Our last episode, our season finale from oh season gosh. one
0: i cannot
1: <laughs> was expectations of love and valentine's day and holidays in general are times of the year in which expectations are set that is the definition of a holiday mm-hmm. it is a day in which you expect to do certain things that are traditional or fulfill some form of requirement mm-hmm. that's why birthdays can really stress me out i remember spending my birthday once in college just eat, eating on a restaurant alone and normally I, don't, I wouldn't feel bad about it but the fact that i knew it was my birthday i kind of felt bad about it and when i told my parents they felt they're like oh they're your <laughs> friends Aww. you know um mm. that feeling bad and feeling lonely was a bit of an artificial feeling created from the conception of a holiday mm-hmm. it didn't come from me it came from without i think that's a that's a big issue with valentine's day that it is such a big event in which romance is so high in the mind of people that it's hard to have a regular day with your significant other or even by yourself no matter what the society will affect your thinking even if you don't want it to
0: i agree it's an imposition yeah um all of these outside things are imposing what you should experience. And so even if you do have a Valentine and they do something, somehow it doesn't meet your expectation. And so honestly, for my friends who are in relationships or not in relationships, usually on Valentine's Day, they don't win. like Because it's just too much unmatched un- expectation for something that really is constructed and unnecessary. But I don't know. I I don't like... That I wish that it could be redefined um, to something much more broad and much more encompassing because I have a ton of people who I say that I love deeply and completely, and I wish that I had a day that you know. I love you too, Ariel. (laughs) I I love you too, Way. (laughs) But wasn't weighed down by that and i can just use it as an expression of love to the myriad people in my life that i love
1: i understand how valentine's day in some ways can be very exciting for people who are planners Mm -hmm. for me i really value spontaneity when it comes to romance and organic relationships relationships that develop not through planning not through planned vacations or planned dates, but through the natural chemical reactions that happen when two people are in the same room. You don't need Valentine's Day or holidays to do that. And oftentimes, I've experienced in my relationships during Valentine's Days, during anniversaries, during Christmases, and during birthdays, you get in fights with people. So I think for the non-single listeners my ask would be to just try not to get in a fight with someone and to just accept the day i'm not saying lower your expectations i think be excited about having someone and simply cherish having that person even if that person doesn't feel like they did enough you know, if they took you and got got you some, you know, boxed milk at a gas station, well you know <laughs> I was <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs>
0: I didn't. First of all, that was I love that because it was so random. <laughs> of just all kidding. the things that, that I thought that you were going to say, I did not think that you were going to say some boxed ass milk from a gas station. Or maybe
1: sit in an idling car looking at cars passing on a highway. That
0: could be romantic. You think so? Yeah. If you bring popcorn. Yeah, okay. I've, got, I've been really going loving popcorn right now.
1: Okay, okay, okay. So It could be a
0: beautiful metaphor, you know, before I'd be like, motherfucker, you are cheap as shit, but I'm gonna see if you can make
1: this cute. (laughs) Mm, 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 mm. (laughs) So Ben asks, when is it okay not to have a date on Valentine's Day? Good point, because people always have to plan a date on Valentine's Mm. Day. This may not be as important for single folks, but what if you're in a relationship and neither of you really wants to do it, but you feel obligated to do something by society? preach
0: so i've had valentine's and i've not had valentine's um but i have this one tradition on valentine's Mm -hmm. where i always eat a slice of cheesecake Mm. and it and for some reason it's like If I don't have somebody, I still have this tradition that brings me joy. If I do have somebody, I still eat my fucking cheesecake. Mm -hmm. So it creates like a level of consistency for me for the day where I'm like, no, I'm going to eat my cheesecake without guilt, whether I've got somebody and whether I'm, whether I don't.
1: I know you're just playing into big cheesecake.
0: The cheesecake hallmark. conspiracy against my thighs? Trust me, <laughs> it's no longer a conspiracy because I can see my fucking thighs. <laughs> Nothing is being hidden, okay?
1: <gasps> it, it's a good question. What, what I like to do is, rather than perhaps going out or finding something to do, to just find the thing that makes you two very comfortable and simply do it. If it's watching episode seven of Ozark or Mindhunter or reruns of Friends, and it's really cute because it is a thing that you both have, that is very romantic. And it's maybe climactic. Okay. But I think parts of romance is a little bit mundane, but that's kind of what makes it so romantic. That you guys can share everyday mundane Netflix and chill reality with each other. Mm-hmm. So I think... If you can convince your partner that this is actually real, really romantic, not doing anything and just being as comfortable as possible, it's the same mentality essentially. When I take vacations, Um, uh, it's the same uh, mentality of the staycation. Mm -hmm. You know, have a stay date.
0: That's adorable. Wouldn't that be cute? I'm gonna be honest. For if I'm spending my Valentine's Day with a partner. I just kind of want a sexual marathon. I want to be back-to-back, nasty, freaky shit all day.
1: And This is before or after the cheesecake?
0: Really all I want. (laughs) After the cheesecake. The cheesecake comes first. Oh, wow. It's like the prayer before the meal.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. That's wonderful.
0: (laughs) That's usually if I'm... I don't, I'd be like, Oh, look at this television that's about to watch us. Cause we're going to be busy. And that's how I feel about it. Maybe I, I said it, too I, much about myself.
1: Well, I guess a deeper question is, do you, would you miss that if you don't have someone to do that with? Do you feel pressured? Um, to have maybe not a romantic experience, but a sexual experience on a day of coupling?
0: Again, too revealing. I'm probably going to have a marathon Mm. (laughs)
1: anti-way. Mmm. So consistency. Oh, nice. With or without. Okay.
0: I'm always going to be pleased.
1: You know, sometimes I feel like the happiest people in the world are people who can self-pleasure and self-please. Right?
0: I think it's necessary. I don't think it's a, a matter of being happy or sad. I think it is a requirement. I see. You need to learn your body.
1: So, part of the topic that I want to explore that has to do with Valentine's Day is this idea of coupled them versus singled them. Mm-hmm. I think in America, particularly, there is a strong urge to be in a romantic relationship. And look, I, I know people naturally are serial monogamists people just feel comfortable having someone else and it makes them a better version of who they are some people are fairly comfortable by themselves but we don't make movies about that every movie ends in a marriage or a coupling we don't have a lot of movies about good breakups or good divorces it's very strange because Whenever someone tells me that they just got divorced, do you know what I say to them?
0: Right.
1: I say, congratulations. And it's a wonderful thing. Because how many marriages are happy? What percentage? I don't know. 50? 50, yeah. Statistically, right? 50, 60. But how (laughs) many divorces are good? A hundred percent, a hundred percent of divorces because of how hard it is to not be married anymore. If you got divorced, it because you, it's because you had to. But that's not the culture we live in. We live in a pro coupling marriage. So this is, that's essentially the thesis that I want to lay out.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm not necessarily a proponent of divorce because there's a deep part of me that is very idealistic and If you make a commitment, I like if I make a commitment, my desire is to keep that commitment. Yeah. I think that there is something very, there is something very honorable in the desire to want to be with somebody else because I believe that families are beautiful. I believe that families are beautiful and legacies are beautiful. And part of that starts with love and commitment, and I think that there should be no issue celebrating or aspiring to have that. That being said, I'm single this Valentine's Day. And I feel very hopeful
1: mm-hmm.
0: about my possibilities romantically. I don't know. I'm not... I don't... I don't... There is no indication out there that should tell me that it should be any more hopeful than I would be any other year. But for some reason, I just...
1: I don't know, I know that Well, you're like a solid seven, so Yeah. <laughs> I was kidding. Well hopefully you no, you're you're a ten on the outside and ho- eleven on the inside.
0: Hopefully there's a, gonna be a five out there who's gonna want the fuck out of me and that's all that matters. To him, I'll Would be Does you want a five though? I will show you pictures of fives. I we're see, after this podcast in, we're gonna go through pictures and we're gonna determine what's a five. Okay. <laughs> But I don't everybody's know. basic. <laughs> I know everybody. What's a five compared to us? Everyone. Wow. <laughs> but I don't know. I feel very optimistic and I've, I feel like I've come a very long way, um, in the past two to three years. So I don't know. I'm, I'm really happy this Valentine's Day.
1: <laughs> you know, me too. And I'm, I'm also single. Yeah. And I have no problem with that. And the past couple of Valentine's Day, when I was single, I had no problem with. I think this year I'm I'm feeling a little bit better now. Mm-hmm. But you know, not every person at every moment in their life needs to always have some sort of game going on. That that's the main thing I had to realize is that real life is a lot more solitary than the movies would... Have you believe? that if we can somehow do away with this idea of FOMO, that people are having wonderful sex and beautiful marriages, as portrayed on Instagram and Facebook, that a lot of life is doing dishes and doing laundry and listening to podcasts. True, Um, true. And that's actually really wonderful. And being single doesn't necessarily have to be, I think... In our culture, there is this idea, especially for men, that being single means a guy who gets laid a lot with a lot of different kinds of women, right? Mm -hmm. That's not really being single. That's like being a player. That's being a bachelor. Being single or the single life, to me, doesn't have to mean wildly dating and never committing. It can just be simply being really fulfilled by things other than coupling,
0: yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I, having a bunch of dudes all the time around is, is just not my reality. It takes, first of all, it takes too much, way too much energy, mm-hmm. um, that I just don't have to spend on talking to a whole bunch of dudes that I only have like, um, and maybe the reason why I'm hopeful in my single dim is because I have so many activities that are coming up that I love. Like, I know that I'm going to call my sister Andrea this week, who I'm going to love. And mm-hmm. and she's known me for 25 years. And that's a beautiful moment. And I know that I'm going to go with my friends to see Nikki Giovanni, the poet. And then oh, we're cool. going to have Kagumbo Gumbo this weekend. And then I'm going to go see Black Panther with my friends. And then, you know... Upcoming week, I'm going to see Memphis Musical, and there's just so many things um, to look forward to that I spend with people that I love that I can't even, I don't know. And I, I know that if I wanted to get laid, I could. Like, I'm a solid seven, so. Oh my God. <laughs> that was not gonna go away. That is, I'm, I'm loving it. <laughs> but, um, it's never a question. I can always have a warm body. It's just, you know, now the quality of experiences are made so much better by people that you actually want to be around.
1: hmm You know, after my last breakup with my serious uh, in my serious relationship, it was, I mean, the relationship was three, three and a half years. And we're very serious. And we're going to get married, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, There's never like a ring or an engagement, but it was kind of in the stars. Um, After the breakup, I was feeling very tragic and very lost and very desperate. But after I got over it, I felt happier than I had been in the relationship because I was able to live, you know, maybe a more selfish life, but a more self-fulfilled life that didn't require a constant compromise with another person. I thought being in a relationship and compromising with another person was actually very beautiful. But also beautiful is being able to just have a whole bunch of awesome hobbies, watch whatever movie I want, hang out as late as I want, um, pursue the career that I want, live in the cities that I want. There is, I think, a really great preponderance of possibility with being single in your 20s. And I think, I don't know. I just feel like most millennials were like, there is so much shit that we want to do. We don't have time to settle down yet, and so being single is actually the best state to be in without commitment. You know, I don't. Do I just sound like a young, like a guy in his twenties who hasn't, you know, grown up to no. thinking about commitment yet?
0: No, I think I think that. um I agree. I just look at it differently. Like, I feel if I would have met and gotten married, if somebody would have married me at 24, like, no, I was not the bitch that I was supposed to be at 24. Yeah. It's a mess. I could not have been in a partnership at that time. I needed the time to age and mature and to go through these experiences myself. Yeah. Um... And so it's been beautiful because I've I've had this tremendous growth, and I don't know. I think that that growth may have been inhibited if I was pouring that energy into somebody else. Um, now I feel like I'm in a point where no I can I can be in the space to where I can give that energy to somebody else, but it was a lot of work that had to be done, and I could not have done that in a relationship the work that was necessary to be done on myself
1: i understand that some people do grow with other people Mm -hmm. they grow concurrently perhaps Mm -hmm. and you're in a relationship and both of you are not where you want to be and you both get to where you want to be and you help each other Mm -hmm. a lot of the case if you're in a relationship that is defined as all relationships are by some element of codependency of some element of, well, what do you think about me? What do you think I want to do? How do you feel about me? You know? That is an impediment for growth. So, I think, again, like I just said, I think it's, Kind of beautiful to be single, especially in your 20s, you know, even 30s, even 40s and 50s. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of cool, kick ass single dads and moms out there. I right? know
0: I'd be looking at y'all. Oh, single uh-oh. dad uh-oh. and daddies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> And they're great, right? Mm-hmm. People who raise children, right? People who have families and they're not necessarily coupled up. Mm-hmm. Those people are awesome. It's not what the movies tell us. It's not.
0: And to be honest, like, if I made it to my 40s and I didn't have children, I, I would be a little upset. But, okay, you know, it's okay to have both. It's okay to have expectations, but it's okay to accept and embrace the reality that you are existing in.
1: Can we, like, learn from the Chinese?
0: What is yeah, what are the Chinese so, telling us? So, so
1: in, in China, on November eleventh, so mm-hmm. that's e e e e one 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 one. Okay, it's National Singles Day. It's okay. a national holiday, and it's a celebration of singleness, mm-hmm. and it's a huge driver of commerce. The same way Valentine's Day is. There is a lot of parties. There is a lot of events centered around being single. I think we should have that in America too. We don't have a Singles Day in America.
0: Is that a Chinese conspiracy day to discourage people for having any more children since the nation <laughs> is
1: too goddamn uh, populous? Wait, so 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 Valentine's Day is big cheesecake and big Hallmark, and Singles Day in China is just big government.
0: Stop having kids! Oh my
1: god! <laughs> I'm just gonna say this doesn't really serve my point, but I was doing research on Singles Day. Singles Day is actually one of the days in which m- more people get married. Like, than any other day. Interesting. There's a lot of, yeah, there's like this counter movement of people really celebrating Singles Day uh, who, are, who are in relationships. And they're like, oh, it's Singles Day, great, let's get married. So, I don't know. Maybe the, the government's not doing a good enough job.
0: I don't know, but I don't trust <coughs> anything. I'm a conspiracy theorist nowadays.
1: Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow you're not you're not gonna let me have singles day
0: i'm you know what i'm not gonna take that away from you you can have it way
1: can we i mean can i pretend that valentine's day is also singles day it is just a celebration of people and whatever relationship status they want to be in
0: <laughs> or <laughs> what, don't roll your eyes at me i'm not rolling my eyes or it's about having a fucking sex marathon with somebody or with your goddamn self
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> oh wow <laughs> Charge your batteries, Ariel.
0: <laughs> I don't need them. Okay,
1: okay. we won't go there. Gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna ask more. I don't know that. That's not. <laughs> so I have my own rituals as well. Oh, no, I should do that. I should, th- you know, like, <coughs> you know, maybe I should get like a projection, uh, like a projector TV or something like that, widescreen HD, something, you know, high def audio. You know,
0: I love rituals. My family has rituals that we do on holidays, and I create my own rituals, and I think that they're special and. Cheesecake and masturbation is my ritual.
1: <laughs> I feel like we're like back in the groove. We are. Like this is a good podcast, right? Like we talked about Valentine's Day. We talked about a lot of
0: inappropriate stuff. things. We we even had like a discussion about what we were going to talk about, and then it like spun off into something that's totally different. I told you, you and me, we just vibe.
1: You know, I missed you, <laughs> Miss Seven.
0: I missed you too, <laughs> Mister Seven.
1: <laughs> oh my God! So how about next week? I mean, there's so much to talk about. You saw Black Panther. I'm going to see Black Panther tomorrow. There's a lot to talk about.
0: We're going. That's that's an episode in itself because there's going to be so much. Because uh, I'm going to see Black Panther again on Friday. Oh, great. With all of the Negroids, we are going to dress up in African garb. My <gasps> my friend texts awesome. me to tell me that he is getting a two-piece Kente cloth suit made for this goddamn premiere. Like people are going to be acting a fucking fool.
1: Wow. Okay, let us talk about that. Okay. That definitely seems an event worthy to celebrate and to talk about. Season two.
0: Oh my gosh. We're back. We're back. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>